Welcome to episode 153 of Podcateers. In this episode, we talk about an upcoming live version of The Little Mermaid coming to ABC this fall. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter gets its own nighttime spectacular opening this June. The relationship between the shows Gravity Falls and Rick and Morty. And a recent article called How Pixar Lost Its Way. More information on these topics can be found over at podcateers.com slash 153. Take a look at the post and leave us your thoughts on anything that we talk about. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. You can also find us over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and YouTube. Just search for Podcateers. We would love it if you follow, maybe even tell a friend and help spread the word if you like what you hear. This episode of Podcateers is brought to you by listeners just like you. We like to call those listeners our fairy godparents, so a huge shout-out goes out to all of them for their additional support via Patreon. If you would like to join them and become a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can do so for as little as $1 per month, or even with a one-time contribution by heading over to patreon.com slash podcateers, or by going to podcateers.com and clicking on the Patreon logo for more information. Also, if you shop on Amazon, a really great way to help us out is by going to podcateers.com slash Amazon before your next purchase. Doing that will let Amazon know that you would like to give us a small commission from your next purchase just because you used our link. So it's not really going to cost you anything extra except for a few seconds of your time. And to everyone that's already taken the time to do that, we truly appreciate that support as well. All right, so that is going to be it. Oh, wait, one more thing. The next Podcateers movie meetup has been set. It is May 27th, 2017. We will be watching Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales at the AMC in downtown Disney at 12.45 p.m. If you're interested in joining us, head on over to the blog where you will find a link to purchase tickets. It is reserved seating, which is pretty awesome. So that way you don't have to be messing around to find a good spot when you get there. So we'd love to have you there. And hopefully we get a chance to see a whole bunch of you. And if not, hopefully we'll be hanging out in the park that day as well. Because it will be the opening of Mission Breakout. So uh, that is it for real this time (laughs) it's time to get into the episode this is episode 153 of podcateers this is our podcast it's about three guys that love disney technology art and food this is podcateers Nice to have you back this week. Thank you. Nice to be a guest on this show. Thank you. Well, you are our favorite guest. You really are, man. No, stop. Go on. No, seriously. Well, have you guys know this is my favorite favorite show? I don't appear on any other podcast but this one. That is loyalty. That is. I appreciate it. It, You're welcome. You know what? I preach that you're back. I'm sorry, you what? I preach. Let me tell you what I... Don't a preach? <laughs> a preach uh-huh. is not bomb.com. <laughs> a preach? Oh, really? I'm happy you focused so, on a preach, not on, on uh, bomb.com. Hold on. <laughs> Here's what. So, Mario, you weren't here last week. Right. 
And Javier, in his infinite wisdom, decides to say that something was <clears throat> bomb.com. And so I told him basically that he needed to reevaluate his life. <laughs> <laughs> bomb.com? What's wrong with bomb.com? I. Dude, don't... what were we talking about? The corn dog. Okay. The corn dog corn. The so. corn dog corn. <laughs> <laughs> and I said it was bomb.com. Now, it, it, is, am I wrong? It, it's a delicious, you know, little side dish. It was bomb.com, and he made fun of me. What do you think? Um, I mean, it's good food. It, mm-hmm. Do you think bomb.com was appropriate in that moment? For the situation, you know what? I preach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate you both. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on from this before I start preaching all over your faces. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Little Mermaid, uh, Javier, your favorite Disney princess, correct? Uh, I'm gonna go with Snow White was your favorite Disney princess. Yeah, I'm gonna go with no. Oh, I, uh, I like her mermaid hair, but no, it was never really Ariel. Uh, Snow White's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Snow yeah. White is not getting her own musical. What? Yeah, sorry, man. I don't make up the rules. With with. Uh, good music? I don't know, but I don't make up the rules. Last <laughs> time I spoke to Bobby was several months ago. Mm. He's been very busy. So w- what's his plans now? Uh, this isn't his plans, apparently. Oh. So you guys know that uh, several networks have put out their live musicals. You know, you guys saw uh, The Sound of Music, you know, last year with Carrie Underwood on NBC. I think Fox ended up doing... Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. They ended mm. up doing Hairspray. They ended up doing Grease Live, and you know people love them. You know, oh, I'm sure they were good. Live mm-hmm. and they got really good singing, really good dancing. I have not seen any of them. Oh, you would have a preach. I... <laughs> <laughs> you would need to stop. Stop trying to make a preacher thing. It's not going to be. A I'm going to make it a thing. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I can already see the hashtags. <laughs> ah. That should be a shirt. Mean girl names, please. <laughs> On Wednesdays, we were peeking a preach. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, a lot of these networks are putting on their own live musicals, and it looks like ABC is joining those ranks by bringing their own version, a two-hour version of The Little Mermaid wow. this October. How about that? Yeah. All right. So it doesn't look like they have a cast ready to go for this yet. It looks like they've just kind of slated that it's happening. There is a lot of dream casting that a lot of websites are currently doing. You know, they're saying that they would love to see uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda as yes. Sebastian. Ooh. You know, yes. I think that he would no really idea good. who he is. He's the guy that wrote a lot of the songs for Moana. He also Mario, wrote stop. Hamilton. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You know, he opened up I that see performance Hamilton. of Ali E. the little like freestyle rap thing. Oh, that that's did. right. That's mm-hmm. the middle. I think he's um, working on the live action Little Mermaid. Yeah. That is scheduled to come out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if they're going to bring back Alan Menken to do any of the music. Hmm. But they'll probably end up using a lot of the original songs because mm-hmm. they've just become synonymous with right. that film. Mm-hmm. Would uh, hope so. You know, they've talked about Rebel Wilson coming back to play Ursula. Ah, that'd be cool. You know, they did the Hollywood Bowl uh, version, mm-hmm. and that was really well received. You know, Sarah Bareilles played Ariel. Spectacularly. Rebel Wilson did Ursula. Is that the one Mario Hilariously. left early? Yeah, that's when Mario mm. missed Jody Benson. 
Well, I'm so glad you guys stuck around to see it. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't actually go. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Just like you guys in the age of YouTube, I caught it afterwards. Oh. And I avoided traffic on the way out. Did you know you? what? Good for you. Thank you. I would have stayed and dealt with traffic. <laughs> That's why you don't leave till the end of the credits, man. There's always that Easter egg. If the Avengers has taught us anything, it's to stay till the end of the credits. It was months ago. Can we let it go? Would you watch Frozen? No. A musical? No. Yeah. Because you can just go to the Hyperion. No. Speaking of that, I want Aladdin back. Yes. Thank you. I agree. Want a high five? Yep. Let's do yeah. it. Up top. Yeah. Nailed it. Wow. Nailed it on the first time. <laughs> All right. We've been practicing. <laughs> I can tell. It usually takes you guys two or three times yes. to nail that one. <laughs> Not our first attempt. Yeah. I would just smoothly edit it out. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh. so I just want to mention, Mario, last week we talked about a button that uh, our fairy godparent, Anita, had sent us. It was this button on Etsy that had the mission breakout tower on it looked like a classic disney button and underneath it it had the words that said just get over it oh man i was really hoping we were going with not my tower (laughs) (laughs) and i did want to get that for you because Uh i wanted it to just be this gift Mm. um, that just keeps on giving because uh you just need to get over it okay well and now that you're here here is the button. <laughs> Enjoy it. You know what? Now I'm starting my own. Not my tower buttons. All right? Uh, Available see? on podcasters.com. Probably never because these guys support Mission Breakout. <laughs> I do not. I what are you talking it. about? Another high five. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Two in a row. Uh-huh. Two in a row. Wow, you guys are getting good. Right? Thank you. Wow. No, your editing is getting great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do support Mission Breakout because, quite frankly... Just, just get over it. Aww. Look, for many reasons, I just, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Mission Breakout. I, I've already heard, like, the soundtrack and what it's going to be. Like, right. uh, it, it sounds entertaining. Some of the lines in the ride do sound pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard that at some point in the ride, when you get to the top of the tower and you get the window view, you hear one of them say, oh, look, I can see Disneyland from here before they drop it. Funny. That's probably the only thing I'm going to enjoy about the ride. Mm. I don't need to get on Did you watch thing. the movie? No, I haven't seen it yet. The volume two? Okay. Not yet. All right. Well, we're waiting to talk about it until you watch it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the fact that I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I watched it. Because Javier watched it last And week. I do not want this new change to the tower tower. Oh. I need a tower tower back after watching volume I like two. Mm-hmm. I like that. I don't know if you heard me the first time. <clears throat> Clear my throat here. Just get... Over <laughs> it. Uh, volume one was better. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we're not talking about the. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. So, Little Mermaid, it's coming. If you could choose one person to be Ariel, who would it be? Emma Watson. I'm gonna have to say no because you can't multi-princess. What? I'm pretty sure. Since that's when? Actual, that's an actual thing. Hashtag multi-princess. You know what? I've never heard of it, so I'm going with no, my it's true. choice. No, no, it's true. Mm. You can't multi-princess. So you have to choose somebody else. Hmm. Come back to me. Mario? I'm not good with names. I need to think. Ariana Grande. Uh, huh. <laughs> notice the silence. Hmm. 
how much auto tuning is involved? <laughs> Can you live? Hey, wait a minute. It's gonna he be on TV. He didn't say Britney Spears. He said, <laughs> <laughs> "Huh? You know, I can kind of see it. I can kind of see it. Mm-hmm. I do. I I can kind of see right. that. Originally, I was thinking Amy Adams, but wow. I think because she's got the whole like red Ted thing going on and everything. And um, but technically, I think she'd be multi princessing too. Uh, technically, I would agree." And she doesn't look 16 at all. No, she doesn't. No. Uh, and plus, she's Lois Lane. Uh, yeah, she's out. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the one of the Dreamcasts that people are talking about, uh, there was a website that reported on several of them. It was the same one that talked about Lin-Manuel Miranda possibly being Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Or that was the Dreamcasting that they set up. They said uh, Emma Stone. I love that. You know, she had played Ariel, I think, in a skit on SNL, and they talked about hmm. her possibly taking on the part. Uh, they also mentioned Sarah Bareilles, who did an amazing job. I am for that one, Ariel too. Ariel during the Hollywood Bowl. But you know what? I'm not familiar with enough actresses. I'm kind of ashamed to say that. You know, I don't watch as many movies as Javier does. Right. I'm just bad so, with names. <clears throat> I can't think of anybody right now. That's true. You, you have to are. be that like no. I mean, you don't even remember your own imaginary friends? Uh... Princess hair. Oh, oh well. Mermaid yeah. hair. You know what? I, Mario, you weren't here for this, actually. Uh, Javier's invisible friend. I'm sorry, princess hair. This is Mario. Mermaid hair. Oh, mermaid hair. Sorry. sorry. Mermaid hair. This is Mario. <laughs> Mario, this is mermaid, mermaid hair. hair. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening right now? <laughs> yeah. That's what I dealt with last week. It is week. not. Look, he claimed that this uh, friend of mine was sitting in your chair. Dude, he came up with this entire elaborate story about how he went to California Adventure and got this, like, corn dog and this, like, like uh, chicken with, like, waffle batter on a stick with, like, syrup. Bomb.com. Yeah, that's Bomb.com. <laughs> and he said he was doing this with a friend. You really believe that he's got friends outside no, of, of this not. room? <laughs> that's what I was saying. It's possible. Is it, though? He's Very making up possible. People making up menu items at California Adventure. You're ridiculous, man. What? What? It's... Mermaid hair. It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you can keep my buddy company. <laughs> so, uh huh. Mermaid hair. <laughs> That's not sticking, is it? <laughs> uh, I think we're gonna have to ask everybody else. You know what their yeah. I can't know, think of anybody. Would be so. Mm-hmm. Uh. Who would you guys cast as Ariel in this live version of The Little Mermaid that's going to be coming to ABC? Uh, I think the from what we said or what we've read, I want to say Emma Stone would possibly be I the love best that. one. I kind of like that Emma idea. Emma Stone? But if you guys have... Oh, Emma Stone. Yeah, what's wrong with her? Uh, I w- she was in La La Land, dude. Uh, never seen it. What? <laughs> okay, so... Did you for- do that on purpose? Have so, you never seen La La Land? I've never seen La La Land. So for anybody speakers that just blew out, <laughs> uh, Javier at Podcateers.com. Why is it my fault? You made that happen. <laughs> Six How time. is it not your fault? Six-time Academy Award winning La La Land. Yeah. What about it? You've never seen it. Never. Why? Um... But Academy Award winning Suicide Squad. Yes. Multiple times. Hazen, you're a smart guy. 
First oh, off, don't I'm... hate. Hashtag squad goals. <laughs> but you. <laughs> what? I am going to go see La La Land at the Hollywood Bowl next Saturday. You're coming with me. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. I think you're lying. Oh, I'm totally lying. You're totally not coming with me. But, uh, <laughs> I was about to say, why would you want to be seen in public? <gasps> hey, I mean, oh, yeah. Well, uh, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, again, the question goes out to all of you guys. If you guys could cast anybody as Ariel for the live action adaptation of The Little Mermaid coming to ABC, who would you guys cast? And for extra credit points, who would you cast as Sebastian and Flounder and King Triton and Ursula? Kiss the girl. See, me. I am available. Oh, you are? Yes. Which part would you play? Uh, what's the name of, what is it, a lobster? I'm totally a lobster. I see you more as... Um, I'm a lobster. Sea blowfish? slug number seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blowfish. <laughs> what did you say? I'm, I'm choosing to ignore this seal over here. Hey, look, if I'm going to be any seal, <laughs> it's going to be the crazy one with the crazy eyes from yes, Finding Dory. I, I love like that. that. right? I like that. Because that right. dude is on point. <laughs> on point. So what <laughs> did you say? Well, I originally had you as a uh-huh. sea slug. A sea slug. So I think number I'm seven. move you over to <laughs> Barnacle number three. Okay. Oh, yes. As wow. the ship passes by, it's gonna be you on the boat. That's a lucrative part. Man. Oh, really? A lot yeah. of other people are fighting mm-hmm. to be barnacle number three. Mm-hmm. Number yeah, three. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. here, here's my lobster impression. Ready? Just kiss the girl. Come on. Sebastian is a crab. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a great lobster, though. Why would a lobster sing? <laughs> Why would a crab? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aizen. Exactly. It happened. In- oh, it's, about a- <laughs> it's about equality here. <laughs> Move over, crab. <laughs> Lobsters can do anything crabs can do. <laughs> oh. We lost you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay all right uh, let's move on all right so we're meandering we'll, po- here. <laughs> we'll pose a question out to everybody again if you guys could cast your yeah. ariel your flounder your sebastian your Me. ursula mm-hmm. and maybe your prince eric uh, who who would you cast? <laughs> Leave it in the comment section of the blog post it'll be over at podcasters.com slash episode 153 or you can leave a comment on the Instagram or Facebook post. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. And for anybody that immediately says, Javier, you're disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. Let's move parks. You want to hop parks for a little bit? Let's do it. Let's do it. Mario, do you still have a pass to Universal? I do indeed. Full year this time. Do oh, you? really? I do. All 365 days. Because, wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, remember he got the pass that had blockout dates, so he couldn't go, like, most of the summer? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was basically Disneying, mm-hmm. like, your Disney pass, but at Universal. Exactly, ah. yes. Guess what? Huh? I have a Universal pass. You're lying. And I'm taking my bestie. Are Dude. you taking yours? Uh, mermaid hair? It's going to be so cool watching them in the, on all these pictures. From exactly, the right. Yeah. Just like pointing to the uh-huh. like, blank Invisible. seat. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> the empty seat next to him. I want to see these. I love this. Yeah, Wait a minute. Great. I'm not supposed to love you guys making fun of me. <laughs> so, 
You got you got your own friend. It was you, but you're going with like your invisible friend over there. So forget <laughs> you. <laughs> so the reason I'm bringing it up, Mario, is because starting Friday, June 26, it looks like the Wizarding World will have a brand new <gasps> nighttime lights show. Yes. And what? I could not be more excited about that. What? I'm actually really excited about it, too. So if you guys remember last year when the Wizarding World of Harry Potter opened, uh, the day that it the day that they had their grand opening, they had this amazing 3D projection show that showed the different houses over Hogwarts Castle. You could see it from Hogsmeade. John Williams was there. He was performing a lot of the music from Harry Potter. And so this show is based off of that one. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to be doing it like nightly now during the summer. I couldn't be more excited about this. Same here. It's going to be about five minutes. I need this. Right? Yes. It's going to be called The Nighttime Lights at Hogwarts Castle. Beautiful. I'm down. I'll meet you there, bro. Sounds good. Buy me a pass, guys. Mm. One day ticket? Mm. One day ticket? We do get a discount on those, but... um, Right. I'm already taking... I, I, I can... Mermaid hair? Mermaid hair. Oh, man. Don't be jealous of my bestie. I mean, I, I, uh, I could be invisible can if you, you want me to. Afford it? I, I don't want to. Ah, uh, ah, you know what? Same answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if you guys, if you change your mind, I'm available. Uh, we're busy that day, dude. Oh. I'm yeah, sorry. man, I'm busy watching yeah. this light show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> we, we got this nighttime thing we got to go to. Like, you know what? I'll send you a video. <laughs> watch it on youtube <laughs> uh, i'll watch it on uh instagram live yeah <laughs> okay well when you're there make sure that you take video and post it on the youtube channel then oh maybe you can vlog you know what i might not go Look, just make sure you subscribe okay <laughs> for when that video pops up <laughs> oh i will i'll, yeah, I'll even hit the good. little bell notification icon so that i get a notification on my phone the podcasters posted a new video sounds good Oh, I love because that. you know while we're trying to work on getting on a consistent posting schedule that's yes. the best way to know mm-hmm. when we post brand new videos oh, okay I got a I got a ding today on Instagram. Did you? I did something with Princess Leia. The Leia hologram. Yes. Did you like it? I did. It was pretty fantastic. Cool. Best part yeah. it was only eight seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> you know why it was eight seconds long? Tell me. Because it was taking me forever to rotoscope. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was super fun to do, man. We talked about this last week. It was at the Sith Happens show. Yes. The show in Anaheim oh, at Pop no. Comics. Talk to this guy because I heard all about it. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry, Mario. Let me direct my attention towards you. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> episode 152 of Five uh, where we talk about the yeah. Sith Happens show and Pop Comics yes. and right. And you know what? Listen with a friend. <laughs> Will do. Will yes, do. Yes. Uh, so Cliff Notes version. Basically, there was a tribute show to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Our buddy Sam, you know, he runs the Popzilla Gallery. He mm-hmm. put on this show. And uh, I had a chance to work on some photographs with Natalie. She's Princess Natkins on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We tried to pay tribute to Carrie Fisher by recreating one of those like really iconic photos that we saw a lot of after she passed away. And I didn't mention it in last week's episode because I didn't know if I was going to be able to get this done on time. But we shot this little segment where she was looking down at an R2-D2 popcorn bucket. and oh, she was that saying, what that was? That's what that was. Oh, okay. She's like, save me, Popzilla Gallery. You're oh, my only hope. That's right. 
And then, you know, she disappears. Like, the hologram comes up, and then she disappears, and yeah. then it just shows you the name of the show after. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if I was going to have time to actually put all of that together because we didn't have a green screen or anything. This is just kind of impromptu. Mm-hmm. And so I worked on getting it done, and unfortunately I didn't get it done till like, Thursday night. Mm-hmm. The show was running till Saturday. Right. So I tried to let it loose on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter on Friday and Hopefully, some more people will get a chance to see it on Saturday before the show closes. But right. That's where that came from. And I just decided to post it on the Instagram. I'm sorry, on the YouTube page. Okay. Just because I figured, where else is it going to live? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I threw it up on there. So if you guys haven't seen it, just head over to our YouTube channel. You guys will see it. Like Javier said, it's like eight seconds long. Yeah, it's a perfect length for a vlog. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> it is the Wrong. tweet of all YouTube videos. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Vine? YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now it's dead. R.I.P. Vine. R.I.P. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on. So, yeah, right. Harry Potter, new light show coming. I I'm do going. expect to see video from you guys from sure. that because you guys have passes. We will be there in our robes. Yes. Okay? I will be representing Gryffindor. I'm sorry, you have a Gryffindor robe? Yeah. Since when? Since always. And let me get this straight. Javier, you have a Slytherin robe? Absolutely. Wrong. I doubt that. I do. He does. Yeah. Do you, though? I do. I need to see a photo of this. So, So. you guys are going to get video posted on the YouTube channel. The listeners will preach. They will. Yes, they will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's transition to Mario's boo, uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah. (laughs) So, the last couple of weeks, Disney has been in the news because it looks like hackers somehow got a copy of a Disney film. Oh, no. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation. To this day, it hasn't been confirmed. As of the recording of this episode, it hasn't really been confirmed what film that was. Mm -hmm. There are several films that are, you know, ready to, you know, come out from the Disney company. Right. But a lot of people are speculating that it was Pirates of the Caribbean, and that just picked up traction. Nobody really knows because the hackers basically said that they were going to release the first 20 minutes of the film, and then they were going to subsequently release other portions of it until the entire movie was released, unless Disney met their demands and gave them the monetary sum that they were requesting. That's blackmail. Uh, is it? I think I'm going to check with my lawyer. Okay. Mermaid hair, what do you think? <laughs> Mermaid hair attorney at law. <laughs> Mermaid hair esquire. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I got to hand it to Bob Iger because. What do you do? He said, yeah, we're not playing that game. Mm-hmm. And we're not giving them the money. It's not the first time that Disney has gone through this. They have threatened something like this before. And just like that last time, Bob Iger was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Yep. And, you know, hackers were recently in the news because the same thing happened with the first 10 episodes of the new season of Orange is the New Black. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the difference was that even Reed Hastings basically said... We're not going to give you guys money. Do whatever you guys want. We're not going to pay you for this. Yeah. And so the hackers went on their word and they released those episodes. I think it's a little different here, though, because the people that watch those might get hooked. 
Mm-hmm. And they're going to subscribe to Netflix to watch the rest Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And plus, people already have Netflix aren't going to leave Netflix over one leak. Exactly. Right. All they're going to do is they're going to watch them and expect to see yeah. the rest of them right. when they're all released. Right? Think, of the, think of the marketing difference here, too. Netflix advertises on their own platform. If right. by chance they ended up releasing these early, so could Netflix. Yeah. You know, it's like you're not hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. And for Disney, it's a little bit different, you know, because there's these multi-million dollar productions that can be hurt by something like mm-hmm. this. But the fact that, you know, Bob Iger stood strong and he's like, no, we're not going to succumb to this. We're going to work with authorities and try to find who's doing this. Right. Hey, awesome. You know, more power to him. Here's, here's, here's my thing. I'm happy he did that because guess what? Pirated movies, no pun intended, exist. Mm-hmm. People are still going to watch movies illegally. And people are still going to go to the theater to watch this in a big screen. Absolutely. Right. I think nothing is going to change. Even if it was leaked, it's not going to uh, deter me from going to this Pocketeers meetup and go seeing the uh, Pirates movie the this coming weekend. I mean, one more than that. You know, it's like he said, yeah, piracy is a thing and it could be released. But if you're like a real fan and you really support like not only this series pirates of the caribbean but disney in general you're gonna go to the theater and you're gonna watch this thing right i'm personally gonna watch it like a million times to make up for the people that are gonna watch it illegally (laughs) you owe me 20 bucks (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry that was a bet going on there was how many times you'd watch it Uh, yeah a dollar every time you did (laughs) (laughs) so uh, you know i agree with both of you you know i think the people that are hardcore fans and or the people that you know just support disney in general and appreciate the productions that they put on right uh, are just gonna go watch it and this isn't going to change those people one way or another even the people that do decide to download and watch it on a smaller screen will eventually want to see it on the large screen maybe even buy the blu-ray you know, it right. comes out for a clearer copy. Who knows? Right. But again, uh, totally happy that Disney did this. You know, it's there's a lot of talk about how we live in this new digital world, especially after the Sony leaks happened several years ago, right. and how all that blackmail happened with that stuff. It seems kind of that ever since then, it's been this game of cat and mouse. You know, mm-hmm. and the good thing is that the studios really aren't giving into it because if they did, you know, you're just kind of leaving it wide right. open. So the terrorist wins. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad that you know they haven't done that. I look mm-hmm. forward to watching the movie at the movie theater, and I hope that you guys join us for that Pocketeers movie meetup. Mm-hmm. It's happening very soon. Nah. Make sure that you guys check our Instagram, our Facebook, and our Twitter for the date and the time. And I, you know we'd love to have you guys there. All right, so from the large screen, let's hop over to the small screen. All right, and by small screen I mean my cell phone because that's usually where I watch YouTube videos. Ah, okay. And, you know, I frequent this channel a lot. It's actually one of my favorite. I don't watch in the bathroom. That is gross, dude. Uh, you, know, you know you do. Stop I, lying. I don't. Sure. That is nasty. Right. I text. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so, uh, you know, one of my favorite channels on YouTube is Film Theory. Oh, yeah, uh, right. yeah, Put yeah. together mm-hmm. by Matt Patrick. Some of you guys know him as Matt Pat. That is his on-screen name. Matt and Pat. he does an amazing job with these film theories. And a video that I saw recently, one, made me kind of ashamed of the type of Gravity Falls fan that I am. Mm. Because I had kind of heard about this in the past. But it wasn't until I saw Matt's video that I was basically intrigued out of my brain hole. What happened? 
So he put out a video. What? Right? (laughs) (laughs) He put out a video where Uh he talks about a possible crossover between Gravity Falls and Rick and Morty. What? Exactly. Uh, There's like zero connection there. Ah, Yeah, there is. So here's the thing. (laughs) I had heard about this connection maybe about three years ago okay okay it was it's been this like huge conversation on reddit there are tons of gravity falls uh you know rick and morty crossover videos on youtube he even talks about that in his video and when it first came to my attention i thought you know what i don't even watch this rick and morty show whatever you don't watch rick and morty i had not seen it at the time i had not seen it at the time i've never watched it either exactly (laughs) i've never seen it either not one episode i'm sorry are you kidding me mario i'm sorry you are not forgiven mario i have seen most of the first season mario okay Okay. mario forgive me no (laughs) so at the time that i first found out about this I had not seen Rick and Morty, and I thought there's no possible connection to this. So I did start watching, you know, the episodes that were available to me of the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I personally could not find a connection. Right. I just thought, this is dumb. There is no way that this is connected. It's not even drawn the same. It's uh, No, it's not. But in this film theory video, he goes on to talk about how Alex Hirsch is very good friends with the creator of Rick and Morty. Justin Roiland. Yeah, that's right. Ah, case <laughs> closed. Exactly. Yeah, Javier just <laughs> Javier just solved it. You can't just stop this discussion because you said case closed. <laughs> so anyway, uh-huh. part of what Matt says in his video is that Gravity Falls is kind of considered to him to be like the secret sequel to Gravity mm-hmm. Falls. It's kind of like the secret season three. You know, mm-hmm. of Gravity Falls because of the multiverses that happen between both shows. Right. So he goes on to talk about how the connection started, right? And in episode seven of season two of Society of the Blind Eye, which is a Gravity Falls episode, uh, Grunkle Stan is in the process of fixing the interdimensional machine that, you know, takes. Uh, his brother. Oh, yeah, right? I remember. And while he's trying to get it working, he's got a notepad, a mug, and a pen that gets sucked into this portal. Mm-hmm. Right? So you don't think much of uh, of it when you're watching Gravity Falls. Right? So in season one of Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. episode 10, okay. the episode is called Close Encounters of the Rick Kind. There is a scene where Rick is opening several portals. And there's a quick pan in that scene and unless you're like watching in slow motion like we saw in this video uh-huh. you see that from one of the portals come out a mug with a question mark a pen no there's and a notepad what? really exactly <laughs> oh so, man so that's like the first thing right my mouth is ajar <laughs> <laughs> wow okay are you gonna start beeping too <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, word of day calendar puts a good use, right? <laughs> so, uh, so that's the first connection, right? Right. I love it so far. Right, and and that's where, where it kind of got me too. I was like, right. Okay, well, coincidence, right? Coincidence. Coincidence. Right? I won't go that far. So then <laughs> there is another episode. In season two, it's episode seven called Big Trouble in Little Sanchez. (laughs) In that episode, they are on this, you know, far off planet. 
and in the background, okay, there are some monitors. And on the monitor, there is an outline that just coincidentally uh-huh. looks like Bill Cipher. You're lying. Nice. Looks like Bill Cipher. Okay. So, uh, fast forward to season three. Okay. You know, April Fool's Day of this year, they did launch. No, you know, I definitely the, don't believe it. was it. the launch of season three. And there is a short scene where Rick and Morty are being taken captive. And Morty is holding several items in his hand. And one of them t- appears to be a book with these bounded corners that looks like one of the journals. Oh, nice. More importantly. Yes. More importantly, there are several like clones of Rick and Morty in this scene. Okay. And in the background, you see two people two mortys basically one is wearing a dipper hat <laughs> no way another one happens to look a little like mabel now, hold no on a second way. i remember that episode okay because it was an april fool's joke and they played it on loop all day i don't remember any of that i didn't see that when it happened but it was in this film theory clip that i what? saw that I don't know. Okay. We're, I think we're going to have to do our own research. I on think this. so, too. Our own investigative report. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the sound effect for investigative <laughs> is, reporting. Is that the sound of investigative <laughs> reporting? Yes. He goes on, okay? Uh-huh. He goes on and he talks about how... Uh, you, you guys know I got... Courtesy of Mario last year, he got me Journal 3. Right. Yes. Uh, I remember because I didn't get one. Correct. Yes. You didn't care about it anyway. I kind of... Did. So I had to go back and I had to research this one myself. And okay. I had to look through the journal through just the journal. to verify what he was saying was true. Okay. On one of the pages, Stanford shows his wanted poster. And you're thinking to yourself, why this mm-hmm. wanted poster, right? Because he goes on and he talks about how he had been to several different dimensions. He had learned, yeah, I think it was like 13 languages. Mm-hmm. He gets into a fight with a chair. And... There is a universe in Rick and Morty where the people are furniture. Mm. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. What a weird show. Oh, it's a I great mean, it's, show. Is it? Interdimensional. Okay. On that poster where Stanford is wanted, mm-hmm. uh, almost every page has these little encrypted messages from different characters, right? Mm-hmm. And Matt talks about this in the video as well. But on that particular page, there is a message from Bill Cipher. And the message, when decoded, says, Rick was here. Nice. You say nice, but most Gravity Falls fans said the same thing that he said in the video. And I said, as he basically said it, because yeah. I was confused, was... Who was Rick on Gravity Falls? <laughs> and then he just proceeds to say there was no character was in no Gravity Rick. Falls named Rick. Mm. So here's where it gets a little tangled up, right? Mm-hmm. Stan uh, Stanford talks about how he was kind of this vigilante. You know, he was part of this group that was, you know, wanted across the universe. Right. And in Rick and Morty, Rick is part of a band of people that are also wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, That's for, right. You know, he's on the run, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What it comes down to is that Stan and Rick were running together away from this intergalactic law. Interesting. Except that you don't see them because now Stanford is back in Gravity Falls. Mm. Because the way that the show's basically running its course right. is supposedly Rick and Morty is happening after Weird Mageddon, 
which was the final episodes of Gravity Falls. Okay. That's why you kind of don't see Stanford in the episodes of Rick and Morty, but you see all these weird references because they're crossing dimensions. So basically what it all comes down to mm-hmm. is the fact that Matt is saying that hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, the creator of Rick and Morty will somehow one day unite unite yes. Stanford and Rick yes. one more time. Now, I don't know if Disney will ever allow this. No, no. they won't. If you guys are not familiar with Rick and Morty... I am not. It is on Adult Swim. Oh, is it? <laughs> it is. I was going to ask, is this a Disney it show? It is not. Oh, now, okay. Gravity Falls was a Disney show, and although it did get into some weird stuff, yeah. Rick and Morty are uh, a little more crass. Mm. So it is not something you want to show your children the right. way you may have wanted to show them Gravity Falls. There are some fallacies mm. in Rick and Morty that you definitely don't want to show children. No, There's a page with different silhouettes of all of these monsters. Mm. And he goes on to talk about how some of them don't ever appear in Gravity Falls. But they resemble a lot of the things that appear in Rick and Morty. Mm. Uh, we're going to put a link to to that video in the blog post for the episode again podcasters.com slash 153 if you guys want to check it out again rick and morty not a show you want to show young children Aww. we're gonna let you guys know that right now it is a lot more crass it is very intelligently written though so uh-huh. if you are an adult that appreciates cartoons and especially appreciated gravity falls you will love rick and morty okay i want to watch it you, you should have watched it a long time ago. I didn't. I barely found out about it. You did not. Yeah, yeah I know. I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it was an interesting theory. Uh, when the Sounds video popped good, up, man. you know, I was really excited to see yeah. it. And, uh, you know, you guys let us know what you guys think. Do you, do you think that it's ever going to happen? Do you think we'll ever see Gravity Falls characters on Rick and Morty? Because that would be kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, especially considering that when Gravity Falls was canceled or when Alex Hirsch decided to end Gravity Falls, there was a hole in our hearts. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people were left unsatisfied because they just kind of felt, you know, there's a lot more that they want to see the Pines twins do. So you're saying I should watch this show too? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll think about it. I just really wish they were available to purchase somewhere. That is the one thing that bothers me about Gravity Falls, that you cannot purchase all the episodes mm. yet. That shouldn't bother you about Gravity Falls. Let's start a petition. Let's get Disney Television Animation to put these on DVD or something. Uh-huh. DVD. Blu-ray or something. Uh-huh. What's wrong Digital with DVD? download. <laughs> Digital download. <laughs> Let's get it embedded right into our brains. Uh-huh. Don't be mad at Gravity Falls. I'm not mad at Gravity Falls. I just want it to be available. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, We were talking about movies a little bit ago. I sent you guys the link to this article because Uh there was a lot of really interesting points that were made in it. The article that I'm referring to was in The Atlantic. We'll put a link in the blog post if you guys want to read the entire article. Uh, It's called How Pixar Lost Its Way. Ah, yes, I read that. And I want to get your thoughts on this before we get into a deeper discussion. But who wants to go first? Mario, Javier? I mean, plain and simple, that's their opinion. I oh, mean, I guess you're going first. Okay. Yeah, that's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Plain and simple, their opinion. I mean, they're entitled to it, I guess. I don't really support it, but that's just me. 
Okay, it, can I go? Go ahead. All right, thanks, man. They're just playing. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say what you won't. That they're just wrong. I like that. Yeah, you okay with that? Uh-huh. They're just wrong. I support that. Okay, good. Thank you. There are some aspects of the article that some people can take as truth, you know, and the way that he writes about those things uh, can be misconstrued. He goes back and he talks about Ed Catmull's book, you know, the president of Pixar. Right. And he talks about the book that he wrote a few years ago called Creativity Inc. Right. Uh, one of the quotes that they pull uh, from the book and is which where, you can buy at Amazon. You could. We'll put a link to it in the <laughs> blog post. We'll do two links. We'll do the physical copy and we'll do uh-huh. the audible copy. I like yes. it. I, you know, when I had my really long commutes, I actually heard the book through audible. It was a fantastic read. We actually, I, I remember not listening to it on a regular commute. We listened to it on a drive to Arizona. Oh, and so it was the perfect book. You know, everybody else was sleeping and I enjoyed the book all the way through the desert. <laughs> or you're saying uh, they fell asleep listening. They fe- No, they fell asleep <laughs> before I started listening. Oh, okay. So I was able to listen uninterrupted. Ah, uh, so it was fantastic. Cool. So uh, in that book, Ed Catmull, and I'm paraphrasing, but he makes a quote about how if Pixar made sequels, that they would wither and die. Hmm. And part of that quote is taken a little out of context, you know, because he basically talks about how if Pixar only made sequels, mm-hmm. that they would wither and die. Right. In the Atlantic article, the writer goes on to talk about how he feels that Pixar kind of lost its mojo after Disney acquired it. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to talk about how that was really the phase where you started to see a lot more of these sequels appear and how you began to see how John Lasseter started to split a lot of his responsibilities amongst all these little groups instead of just leading Pixar. Uh you know, a lot of people that are familiar with the the story of Pixar kind of know that there was this like brain trust of of people there right. you know that included pete doctor and brad bird and ed catmull john lassiter all of these great minds for animation and for storytelling would get together and you would always see them as producers or directors in all of these films and a couple of them have gone out to do live action you know brad bird did tomorrowland he did the mission impossible movie and It was right about the time where, like I said, when Disney purchased Pixar, where people think that they kind of began to lose themselves because they started doing all of these sequels. And it looks like they were hashing out sequels for two things, Uh, merchandising, Mm -hmm. you know, to make money off of the characters and to tie them into the parks so that they were relevant to a younger audience. Now, in a way, that's kind of true. You know, Disney is always going to want to bring their characters into the parks because you make money off of those characters. You know, people fall in love with the characters. But in the article, he also talks about how when you look at some of the stories that were created after this merger happened or the purchase of Pixar, you know, he talks about specifically Brave and he talks about Monsters Incorporated. He talks about Cars 2. He talks about uh, Finding Dory and Inside Out. He talks about how there's no emotional connection to these films. 
and I thought there was totally an emotional yeah. connection to a lot of those. To films. a lot of them, especially some of these films went on to win several awards. You know, so how can you say that Pixar lost their way when these films are winning award after award? Right. Of course, not everyone is going to win something. Planes. You know, well, that he <laughs> he does mention planes. Yeah, and that's an original movie, and it didn't do well. It wasn't a sequel, was it? Or it, is it, it tied wasn't. in with like cars? Technically, so that's kinda. that's kind of the argument that a lot of people have, and it, it you know it very briefly comes up in this article mm. that. Planes is a derivative of cars. You basically mm-hmm. took the characters and remolded their figures to look like airplanes. Mm-hmm. But John Lasseter had come out and said, look, we're just expanding the Cars universe. Right. It's not the same thing. We're just expanding it to it, – it's like going cross-country or to another country, basically. I you can't know, you're wait for trains. For trains. <laughs> yeah. Scooters. And Thomas. Scooters. <laughs> Crossovers. Crossovers. <laughs> that crossovers will never happen. So Percy. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying, right. right? That you know, like I said, John Lasseter just came out and said, Look, we're just adding to the franchise. And Ed Camel had come out and he defended the sequels as well. You know, he had come out because somebody had asked him, you know, is Disney pushing you to make these sequels? You know, now that they are in charge, are they just telling you hash out sequels because we just want to make money off of these characters? No, it's your boss telling you to do it. What are you talking about? Well, he's kind of the boss. Yeah. That's the thing. But his argument was, no, Disney is not forcing us to do this. We're doing it because we feel there is more story to tell with these characters. The argument is, well, what happened with Cars 2? (laughs) You know, mm. Cars 2 is possibly one of the least liked movies that Pixar has ever produced. Mm-hmm. And it was right around the time frame where this all happened. And so you can kind of see why people would speculate that that's the case, right? But Cars 2 isn't the story of Lightning McQueen. It's right. the story of Mater. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's this whole other story of what happens with Mater. And it kind of ties together with all those, like, little Mater's tales that were those little short that were right. happening i mean what do you think mario look honest, it's funny to me how perception is reality you know what i'm saying like it's interesting how we can go back to what you were saying earlier when he was saying that it was for like one of two reasons it was for marketing purposes and for theme park purposes why are we interpreting that as a bad thing right okay the last time i checked if you're looking at this from a grander view disney's a business and so is pixar they are in the business of making these movies so it's like if you have to look at it from that point of view. I mean, that's not how they translate it because these are still creative minds generating stories, creating characters. Right. I mean, it isn't what it was before. You know what I'm saying? When Pixar first got started, there was this team that got together. They sat at a table and they're like, okay, look, we're going to be pumping out movies. I have this idea. The next person in line is going to direct the next one. And that's how these stories came to be. Right. Okay. These were just like, brilliant minds okay that are already amazing in animation to begin with but now you have them creating these stories you can't expect these same minds to just keep cranking out story after story with original characters all the time that's not how it works it's not that quick these were ideas that were just in their heads for so long and it finally came to fruition right you know and you can't just expect them to be like okay next original feature that's not how it works i agree 
there is so much more that needs to be told about the characters we've grew, grown up to like see. Woody and Buzz, they have to have other stories. Lightning McQueen has to have another story. This is why sequels are continuing here. I don't see those as a bad thing. The fact that they're saying that this company is taken over by Disney and is only around to make sequels now, so what? I mean, there's so much more out there to these like worlds. Why wouldn't we want to know what else happens in their lives? Right. You know, to the point that you just made about how these were ideas that they had for these long feet, like these feature films. You know, you see that with a lot of the animated shorts that Pixar produces. Right. When you see the panels, like, you know, at D23 and some of these other special events that they've had, they've had some of the Pixar animators come on and talk about how these shorts that they worked on were like a thesis that they first created in college or Mm -hmm. this like demo reel that they started making. And then eventually it got picked up as a short as part of one of the films that was going to be released. You Mm -hmm. know, like they talked about Nessie, you saw it with Lorenzo, you know, these were concepts that were already in their head for a really long time. And maybe they didn't warrant an entire film, but they made it in as shorts. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I, I completely agree with you, you know, on that front. Uh, Javier, what do you think about this? Um, Monsters University, what did you guys think? I liked it. I did. Exactly. I did too. I, I, I actually kind of kind of loved it. I loved the way it was written. It's a prequel, right? Mm-hmm. It was good. And I've said. <laughs> it's just like it, it. it's really weird to look at it this way. And I know a lot of people are not really going to understand, okay? But when you've gotten to know, like, the animation industry and you look at all the divisions that it takes to make something happen, you are drawn, like, you're attached to these characters that you created, that you're drawing, that you're voicing, that you're watching. It, it's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, they become a part of you. They're like your children. It's so easy for someone out there, an outsider, to be like, okay, well, what else you got? When you're already so attached to these characters and you don't want to see them wrap up in a two-hour film. Right. When you want to give them a sequel. Honestly, I know you probably don't agree with me, but to me, that's the equivalent of like Walt Disney creating Mickey Mouse and then someone being, what else you got? That's not how it works. I think you mean he should have stuck with Oswald. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Since Mickey Mouse was the prequel or sequel? The The sequel. sequel. Yeah. See? Yeah, but look at the phenomenon it became. Right, exactly. This mouse alone built this empire, this thing that everyone appreciates. But what if someone had just gone to him and be like, all right, what else you got? Mm -hmm. I think the only flaw with saying Oswald and Mickey, you know, like Mickey technically being the sequel to Oswald, is that they are different characters. Mm -hmm. And the article is arguing that you are using the same characters for new movies just to pump the Mm -hmm. machine full of money, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the difference between saying Oswald and Mickey. It's the same character. What are you talking about? It's just one has long ears. One has round ears. It's not the same. One's a rabbit. One's a mouse. One's a lucky rabbit. One's a really lucky mouse. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So there's a lot of different points. It's a really long article, but it's really interesting to hear this author's point of view on Mm -hmm. all of this. I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says. Same here. And, you know, one of the points that he makes in the article, like I said just a moment ago, is the fact that it's the same characters and you're just revisiting their world. But it kind of goes to 
John Lasseter's argument of we just have more stories to tell. We're mm-hmm. not going to fit it all in this one and a half to two hour movie. We got more story to tell. Right. Uh, the one thing that I just kind of want, I, I want to agree with is the fact that there's going to be a Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. Toy Story 3 ended in such a beautiful way that you just kind of wrap the entire franchise into these three films that just give you this entire story. And Toy Story 4 is being slated as a franchise reboot. Mm. And every time I keep hearing franchise reboot in Hollywood, it's just kind of like, ugh, right. they just killed the franchise. Mm. You know, and I... Baywatch. I have, <laughs> I doubt that's... <laughs> it's going to be good enough, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll succeed. <laughs> uh, the only difference this time around... You know, hearing something like franchise reboot is that, you know, John Lasseter's behind it. And I think it they are going to do the film justice because he is the one that's going to direct Toy Story 4. You know, it was announced that he is going to be the director. And think of how many times some of those characters changed or evolved during the creation of Toy Story. If he had other characters in mind or he had them be in other scenarios that just didn't really make it into this film or you couldn't fit into it, maybe that's what we're going to see. Instead of making little shorts, maybe they're just going to make all just one film this time. Although I was apprehensive about hearing that term for Toy Story 4, it might be the first time that I'm actually excited about somebody doing a franchise reboot because there's not much more story to tell with Andy and I, I I don't know if other people have really connected with Bonnie, mm-hmm. but I didn't really connect with Bonnie. You know, when the toys were just kind of handed over to her, I didn't feel like, oh, yeah, this is the next stage for the toys. I literally felt like, oh, they just got thrifted to her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And he did take care of those toys, though. He did. He took very good care they of them. They look kind of new to me. <laughs> he, he cleaned them very well. <laughs> you know what, though? The way you just described that, it goes to kind of prove the point I was talking about earlier. You see what I'm saying? Like, I know you don't see it that because for, like, three movies, we saw these toys go on their adventures. And, you know, it's like have their arguments, their sad moments, their happy moments, things like that, right? And then you just see them get moved over to another kid. Right. Like, you feel like those toys were treated cheap. But at the end of the day, they are just toys to them. Right. So it's easy to watch something like that. But we grew attached to those characters. Right. Like, they were a part of us. You can only imagine how much more of a part they were to Lasseter and the rest of the team. Right. So days after the Atlantic article was written. It was taken down? (laughs) No, it was not (laughs) taken down. It's still there. Oh, that's too bad. But... There was a rebuttal. I was trying to, I did a Google search for it because I wanted to send it to you guys. And in the same search, I found a rebuttal article that was on Inside the Magic. It was written by Mike Mack. He mentions a few things in there that I have to say I completely agree with. Part of what he says is that it it goes along with what Mario was talking about earlier, actually, how you can't really expect blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster in the way that we've come to expect from Pixar. Every movie since Toy Story has upped their game. 
every single one of them mm-hmm. basically has introduced a new way to do this new animation technique you know from toy story which was the first like full length look you at know, their 3D, you know you go yeah like you go to monsters incorporated and how they animated all of this you know fur you go to finding nemo and you get these like reflections and refractions from the light and the ocean you feel like you're inside of the water and mm-hmm. finding dory and then you go to this like let's fast forward all the way to pipe okay which was one of the most recent ones let the photorealism Mm -hmm. of piper every film cannot be this brand new technique that's gonna change the world of animation right obviously i will (laughs) i will continue to defend the good dinosaur okay a lot Uh of people did not like it but i will continue to defend it because i thought it was very good Uh i thought it was very underrated Mm mm-hmm but uh, Mike goes on to talk about this in his rebuttal, saying that not every movie that Pixar makes is going to change the landscape of animation. Right. You know, there's going to be these lulls where they're going to use the same techniques. But Pixar has set the bar so high for themselves, people expect nothing but perfection when it comes to a Pixar film. Mm-hmm. So Pixar, in a way, is kind of a victim of their own success. Mm. But at the same time, we don't see it as that. We just see it as another cinematic masterpiece from Pixar. Right. right. When it comes to sequels, if there was no Back to the Future 1, there would be no Back to the Future 2. Back to the Future 2 is pretty dope. And that's how I feel about these Pixar movies. Cars 3... Is going to be bomb.com. At least that's what we're hoping. It's going to be. It looks amazing. The, I, I feel like the story might hinder me a little. Because I'm not too happy in the direction that they're going in. But I'm pretty sure overall the movie is going to be fantastic. Oh, I agree. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you got to respect the fact that it doesn't stop them from trying. I mean, you... you Got to be honest with yourself. You're not always going to please everybody all the time. Okay, but that's not going to stop you from being innovative in your own way, creating a unique story, uh, creating a unique form of animation. That's exactly what Pixar brought to us like so many years ago. And the fact that we're at a point where they just kind of want to expand on their stories, they have every right in the world to do that. I don't see that as like a money-making thing. I just see it as them just bringing these stories that took them years to create yeah. To life and expanded. En- enriching the world and the characters, yeah. basically. All right. Well, just like the Atlantic article, I'm going to go ahead and post a link to the rebuttal on Inside the Magic. Mm-hmm. And you guys can take a look at both of them. And we would love to hear your thoughts on this one because, you know, we talked a little bit about this before the podcast. And now we're talking to you guys about it. But uh, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this. Do you feel like Pixar has lost its way or do you agree with the rebuttal and just think that Pixar has not lost their way? Uh, leave a comment in the blog post for the episode. Again, it'll be at podcasters.com slash 153. You can leave a comment in the Facebook post or on Instagram. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this and you know we'll read some of the responses on an upcoming episode. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Do you guys have anything else? Mm. Where's another raspberry sour? Yeah. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> no. I can hear I can hear my mom's voice right now. Like, no seas tan vago. Like, go home. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Is she on FaceTime? Are you, is she watching us? <laughs> no. Mermaid hair, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if there's nothing else, I just want to quickly remind all of you that Podcasters is brought to you by listeners just like you. Me? Do, do you? Do you listen? Yeah. Actually. Well, then, yes. We call those people on Patreon our fairy godparents. And if you would like to become one of our fairy godparents, you can do so for as little as $1 a month just by going over to podcateers.com and clicking on the Patreon logo or going to patreon.com slash podcateers for more information. To all of our fairy godparents, we just want to send a huge thank you to all of you for your support you guys i know we've possibly said this to you guys in the parks when we see you but your support means the world to us so thank you guys another great way to help us out is if you shop on amazon amazon whoa hmm. <laughs> is by going to podcateers.com slash amazon. amazon first before your next purchase Clicking on the big Amazon big button Amazon. on that page, you will be taken to Amazon with our Amazon. special link. And anything that you purchase within that time frame will kick us down with a small commission as a thank you from Amazon because you Amazon. went through our link. And I know that there are a lot of you that are doing that now. We just want to say thanks to all of you as well. It definitely helps us out on a monthly basis, and we truly appreciate your support. If you guys are trying to find us on any of the social networks, we Tell are on Facebook, really? Instagram, no Twitter, way. Snapchat, and on YouTube. Whoa. Just search for Podcateers. Javier. Yeah. Hit it. P O D. K-E-T-E-E-R-N-S. Is how you can find us. Search for Podcateers. Yeah. Remember to like us and subscribe and share our stuff on any of those networks. Uh, if you guys subscribe to us on YouTube, make sure that you hit the little bell icon, just like we talked about earlier, so that you guys get notifications whenever we post brand new videos until we can find a really consistent posting schedule. Uh, we're almost at 2,000 followers on Instagram, guys. What? So we would love to hit that number. Uh, if you guys know anybody that might uh, be like, like our podcast, if you know anybody that might like our podcast or even just like our posts on Instagram, <laughs> just give us 2,000. Tag them, have them follow us. <laughs> we would totally appreciate that. Hopefully, we can hit that number within the next few months. Hopefully, sure. by D23 or before that. Right. That would be awesome. Great way to celebrate. And that's it. Sweet. It's time to get another drink, maybe get some no. chips. You guys know, but me, yes. Yeah. All right. I'm heading to my pillows. All right. I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah, that's not good. All so right. until next week, here is the beer cheers and make your ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Peace to the outs. Take to the care. Mom.com. <laughs> <laughs>you really got to listen to uh, last week's episode. No. Come on. <laughs> no. It's amazing. The, there's only two guys there this time. Oh. <laughs> well, better. two guys and an invisible, and an invisible person. person. Invisible, yeah. yeah. It's it's going to be our new show on YouTube. It's two guys and an invisible friend. Two guys and an invisible <gasps> friend. I love this. Love two that. guys and an invisible friend at a pizza place. <laughs> 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 That'll make for a great YouTube show. Yes.